Hi guys, welcome back to Driving Life. This week, uh, I'm in the house, Owen Trinker, with Donovan Degelau. Yeah, sitting face-to-face today. This is awesome. I know. And back in Nashville, and uh, happy to be here. And gosh, got some good stuff going on, don't we? Yeah, we sure do. Um, I'm excited about today's episode, because this was, this was one of those situations where we took kind of a shot in the dark to see if we could get this guest on, yeah. and it materialized. I mean, you know, marketing director Laura. Yeah hooked this whole thing up because she knows how to call and talk to people like that. On the show today, we have Mike Titoyan, um, and he is the, gosh, he's got a long title, and we kind of get into that a little bit there, but uh, basically president, CEO of Dover International Speedway, and then Dover Motorsports Group, um, which owns Nashville Super Speedway. Yeah. Um, Big announcement, too, for Nashville. Yeah, which was really cool. So to have him on the show Gosh, we were, what would we say? We were hoping if we got 20 minutes, you know, whatever, we, we didn't really know what to expect. Yeah, it's kind of like I've always said, you know, since an email, you know, connect at Driving Life, we'll try to get anybody on. And we just went after when the announcement got made and we just said, hey, we're going to, we want somebody on from there. And Mike was gracious enough with his time. Yeah, I thought we were going to get 20 minutes and they rescheduled too. Yeah, right. Also, yeah. so great. Uh, great of him to do that. I was actually tra- traveling to mid Ohio that week when yep. we were going to do this interview and I was actually getting ready to go through the rainstorm. It was raining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was not good. And he was so uh, gracious with his time and gave us over an hour yeah. of his time. And so uh, maybe some people have listened to short interviews on the radio here locally about what Nashville's doing, but I think we got pretty in depth on some cool topics on the speedway. We asked some hard questions about Fairground Speedway, too. So yeah. we got into that and kind of what a track promoters go through right now with shorter weekends or basically one-day yeah. events, really, for some of these guys. Well, and that was the thing that, I mean, again, we go into a lot of detail that we weren't expecting, but the whole conversation about what it's going to look like in 2021, the, the remainder of yeah. 2020 and, you know, 2021, and how is that landscape changing, not just – for you know Dover but for everybody um you know NASCAR motorsports in general just business in general um great conversation yeah it was really cool from a driver's side to kind of hear their side of um the business and, yeah. and talk about that and talk about this race race weekend coming back you know for the cup series back to Nashville where the banquet is not this year but it'll be back yeah. and um I think it just fits right at home and it's going to be a great uh Great event when it does happen in 21, and we kind of get back to some normal uh, livelihood, hopefully, here yep. here shortly. But uh, guys, enjoy uh, Mike right now. At, at the end of this, obviously, we'll do a, a race for you, kind of recap of the weekend's happenings in the world of motorsports and kind of what we were doing and, and uh, take care of each other, love each other, and we will talk to you soon. All right, guys, welcome back to uh, another great episode at Driving Life. I am uh, your co-host, Owen Trinkler. Donovan Degelau's in the house with me, my co-host. This week, we got a great guest coming up, Mike Tatoyan, who is the president, CEO of Dover Motorsports Group, which operates a track right here in our hometown, Nashville Super Speedway. Mike, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. It's it's great to be on with you guys. I've I've heard a few or other of your uh, other podcasts, and you guys are 
for rookie podcasters, you guys are doing a great job. So well, at least we have I've one listener. I've enjoyed your uh, interviews, and uh, I think you guys are doing a nice job. You know, it, it, I, Donovan, I think you might have said this in one of your uh, your first podcasts that I remember, you know, being the moderator or the interviewer is not as easy as it may sound. And I remember I was a, I was a moderator for a, a sports forum and we had this great panel and I got so engrossed in listening to the answers and then trying to think about my next question. I, I, I just got all mixed up and I asked the question that the panelists had just answered. <laughs> and, yeah. and it was like, oh my, so I, I applaud you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're starting to get good rhythm and cadence, but you guys, uh, it's been sounding great and you've had some great guests on. So I'll try to do my best to pull my weight on this one. No, you are for sure. That Mike, that's actually my worst nightmare. Like yeah. as a driver, sometimes I kind of, I mean, for maybe it's like, man, what did we just ask? I got to remember, don't ask the yeah. same question. Again. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, that's right. I'll, I'll do my best to cover for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I, you know, I'm a complete rookie at every bit of this. So I'm, I'm learning it as we go. And I just was having a conversation with a buddy of mine this afternoon and uh, he got, and thank you, by the way, for the kind words. I appreciate that. And, you know, he said the same thing. He's like, you know, you can just tell for me personally that I get a little bit better every time I do this, which, you know, progress is, is key for me. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. You you guys have done a, a nice job coming out of the block. So congratulations so far. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I know you've got some big news that, that got out, you know, out in the public, I guess maybe about three weeks ago that the cup series is coming back to Nashville super speedway and, you know, kind of talk us through obviously the banquets here or it's not going to be here this year. It just got announced I think, in the last couple of days because of COVID, yeah. but the banquet was here last year. How does this work? Cause you guys had two races. I, I'm, I'm just curious on your side, how this all started. I mean, what's the time frame that this really started to kind of come together? Cause I didn't really see this coming uh, being yeah. from Nashville. I didn't think at fairground speedway and we're going to get into the fairground speedway. Cause you guys did control that at one time also. And I raced there years ago. Um, yeah. How did this all start? When did the talk start about the speedway coming back? Cause I think this kind of came out of left field from a lot of people's eyes, you know, yeah. especially around here. Yeah, sure. I, I, I can give you a little bit of a, a history, I think it's good, kind of add some fidelity to all of this. And and so um, for the past 50 years uh, plus, we have hosted two NASCAR Cup Series races at Dover International Speedway, the, the Monster Mile. And we've enjoyed tremendous success there. And in about 20 years or so ago, our, our company, as a, as a movement, we acquired Memphis Motorsports Park, Gateway International Raceway, the fairgrounds, which turned into Nashville Super Speedway. And at this time, we were running IndyCar races in Long Beach and in Sarasota oh, yeah, that's right. and in Denver. And so we've got a, a, a long, deep history in and out of the sport. And and the theory was, the thought process was, and I, and I was not part of the company at the time, but about 20 some odd years ago, while NASCAR was taking you know, fairly meteoric rise, the company thought that, hey, let's grab some terrific markets in advance of NASCAR changing their schedule or expanding their schedule because of because of its um, significant rise. And so 
The company at the time captured the Nashville, Memphis, and St. Louis market in anticipation of hopefully someday landing a cup race in each of those markets. And so we we bought and operated uh, facilities there, which you guys are probably somewhat familiar with. Mm-hmm. And and unfortunately, what happened is over a period of time, uh, because of the economy, because of truly not hosting a cup race from a financial or economic perspective, it just all started to close in on us a little bit. And so we we sold Memphis, we sold Gateway, and we held on to Nashville Super Speedway for really the, at the time. And this was uh, – we closed the track in 2000. Nashville Super Speedway in in 2011. At the time, um, we had absolutely zero intention of ever reopening that facility, but we realized that the 1,400 acres of land that we own there was going to continue to um, increase in value. So we never really had a for sale sign out in front of the facility. And as time wore on, within the last handful of years, we found a uh, or a partner uh, or a uh, a developer, a Panatoni, a, a great group of, of real estate developers. They saw the value in a portion of our property and started to buy a few parcels of our of our property. I mean, lots of acres. At the same time, there was something inside of us that said we need to protect the speedway and the and the surrounding acreage around the speedway just in case somebody may want to buy the track and operate it as a track and so we we ended up last few years we did sell about 3 or 400 of those acres that will not have any impact in 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 hosting you know hosting any any races or the cup series and so Fast forward to a couple of years ago, there's been a lot of discussion, as you guys probably recognize, there's been a lot of discussion with all the major stakeholders in the sport, uh, starting with our network partners, NBC, and with Fox, along with the sanctioning body, NASCAR, the teams, the tracks, our fans really wanted to create a more dynamic schedule. And it wasn't just reshuffling of the deck, you know, just reshuffling of the existing venues. But getting to new markets, getting to new venues, getting new looks. And so fast forward to or going backwards, I guess, when we were in Nashville for our our uh, Champions Week, our awards week, which had moved previously from Las Vegas, previously from New York City at the Waldorf Astoria long, a, a while ago. That's kind of the, the movement. Last December, which, by the way, when we were in Nashville, very rarely can any one industry agree on one thing, but it, everybody, tracks, teams, sponsors, we, we absolutely loved being in Nashville. It was, it, yeah. it, oh, it was a terrific experience and the burnouts on Broadway. That was and, awesome. Yeah. And, and, and we got some, you know, we got some decent weather during that period. It was awesome. It was actually during those, um, that, that week that uh, the sanctioning body had approached us about possibly relocating one of our Dover races to the super speedway. And it really was in the spirit of 
collaboration or cooperation. So it wasn't when I say like kind of a negotiate, we never there wasn't really a negotiation. It really was for the benefit of our fans, of our critically important network partners. And for NASCAR, they're asking to help with the sport. Would we consider doing that? And so we got deeply into the conversations very quickly. And, you know, we just felt that we wanted to be a part of the solution. It certainly isn't the solution for the whole sport, but we thought this will help contribute, move the sport along. And we obviously have a facility ready, or at least will be ready next June. And so we were, it didn't take us long to kind of get to all sides to get to yes. But then what delayed this was the pandemic. So, you know, yeah. here we are having really productive conversations and all of a sudden the the world, you know, and everybody has suffered in some, some form or fashion of from this pandemic. It really just slowed the conversations only because in all honesty, NASCAR had the sanctioning body had really important things that they had to address to help salvage our season. And so it was delayed. And then we, uh, once we, I don't know that we've ever really got under control with the NASCAR schedule because it's still a, a bit of a, a challenge, but certainly enough time to, 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 to come to an agreement and which led to our June second or third announcement, uh, where it was, Hey, this is the right thing to do. Uh, let's do it. And, you know, here we are and we'll be, uh, so we're, we've been there a few times already and, uh, there's, you know, it's a great facility. It, it's been, it's been mothballed for about 10 years, but we're, we're, we're I can't tell you how excited we are to be back in your market, uh, to be part of, you know, Nashville today is so much different than it was 10 years ago oh, and yeah, so much yeah, different than it was 20 years ago. And what you guys are doing, the reason why I'm excited for you guys is there's, you know, anything we can do to 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 enhance the car culture in Nashville is good for regardless of what your passion is or your type of of you know, whatever, whether it's IndyCar or NASCAR, or IMSA, whatever it is, if you're talking about motorsports and, and facilities and it's great. So. It was a long-winded answer, but that that'll give you a little bit of fidelity of you know context of where we how how we arrived. Now it, it was we built this thing back in 2000. It was the longest business plan in the, probably the history of the world, but it yeah. took us it took us 20 years. But here we are finally. Yeah. Mike, to accommodate NASCAR and with the facility being closed, you know nine years going on 10 years, but what changes need to take place or are being performed in order to accommodate a yeah. cup race? Um, that's certainly something that we all considered before we made the commitment uh, to make sure that whatever, what needs to be done can be done prior to uh, what tentatively is a, a, a June cup weekend. And so from a fan's perspective, the world, it just, as you guys know, uh, going to an event today is just much different than it was 10 or 20 years ago. And your expectations are different. And so I come from, I, I don't come from a motorsport at all, a motorsports background. Um, you know, I, I could never do, you know, Owen, to, to get behind the wheel and do, do what you do, I, you know, I would probably, honestly, I'd probably throw up. I, I just, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't, 
You know, I get sick going over speed bumps, so I, I, I just. Uh, so I'll be, I'll be know, sure not to take you for a lap in the right. past. Yeah. Well, if we're in, if we're uh, if we're in my golf cart, I'll let you drive. Okay, all right, that works. Yeah, but um, and so I, I come from a, a completely different perspective. I come from really a um from a promotions and marketing perspective, and so. I, you know, the way I, the, the way NASCAR is set up and then I'll, then I'll get back to your original question, but the way our sport is set up is everything that happens on the track is 100% NASCAR's responsibility. So when they ask, they, they don't ask us any kind of car setups or next gen cars or scoring and, you know, all of that stuff is responsibility what happens, the product that goes on the track is 100% NASCAR's responsibility. And, and they do an amazing job at trying to find the right combinations at the right tracks to put on a great show. And then our responsibility as track promoters are to do everything else that's outside of it. So it's really creating that community event. And so our response, they, they, we don't ask them how much they think we should sell hot dogs for. And, and so that's kind of the relationship. And so that's how I got into the sport. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was, it was a passion for putting on events and creating memories for fans. And so as it gets back to the facility itself, fortunately, when, when we built HNTB, which were great sports architects, Turner Construction, that was our construction manager 20 years ago, they built a tremendous facility in anticipation of maybe someday it would even, it, it would grow. And it worked well for about 10 or 11 years. And, and then we had to shut it down. But right now, what, what we have to do is obviously safety is, is our focus. So we have to add a you know, safety barrier, a safer barrier in certain areas of the track. And, and we cannibalized a little bit of it by taking it to our track in Dover. So we've got to replace what we took. We've got to put in, um, you know, with the scoring and timing loops, we've got to put in, you know, we just have to make some um, uh, some some improvements to the concrete in, in a few areas. But it really it, remarkably, if you went out to the track today and you took a look around, you would think, oh, my gosh, this thing has held up incredibly well. And so we wouldn't have done we wouldn't have committed to what we have committed to if we didn't think we could get the facility uh, sparkling by next June. And so it, it, so from a track, from a competitive competition perspective, you know, we may be building a, an additional garage, um, but all of those things that w will, from a competitive perspective, we'll be able to host a cup race. And then on the fan side, you know, if you guys recall 20 years ago, we didn't have, we didn't use, cell phones like we use them today and so when you think about fiber and wi-fi and when you guys go to any other kind of a sporting event you know if you don't have a wi-fi signal or you can't use your phone you get frustrated and so as a fan we need to make sure that you know we have just all the things that we now take for granted that facility just didn't wasn't built with 20 years ago so again we we kind of have to reimagine the whole property and what we did before just may not work yeah. today. So well. when, when fans step on the property, 
um, it will look, we hope that it will look and feel different. Not that there was anything wrong with it 10 or 20 years ago, but today's a new day and we're going to be tackling it. Yeah. And the expectation from a fan standpoint, the expectations are completely different. Everything's about the experience now, right? I mean, it's, it's one thing to go and watch the race and you know what that product is going to be um, because you've seen it enough. But, you know, for me, when I was, you know, traveling around and I've been to, you know, many NASCAR tracks, it's about the experience. It's about what am I taking away from where I'm at in the country and, you know, in the, in the, the part of the state that I'm in and that kind of thing. So yeah, yep. absolutely. It's, it's completely different animal than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that's, that's such a critical component now, you know, back in the day uh, when we were running races in Dover, um, it, you know, our, even just the menu, right? I mean, the expectations mm-hmm. when you guys go to a Nashville Sounds game or a Titans game or a Predators game, you know, just, just the food and beverage, just that, that alone has changed so much over the course of the past 10 or 20 years. And just it's we know that the product, uh, you know, on the track, it is whatever NASCAR is able to make it. But it really is, you know, when our, our young ticket sellers, when they come into the into the business, you know, we really try to coach them about, hey, this isn't just trying to sell, you know, Donovan and Owen and Jeremy just tickets to the race. We're really trying to create, if you're going to bring your family, a, a really a, an experience, you know, a, something yeah. that I think as we all grew up and you guys may have been influenced by your mom or your dad or your uncle or your big brother but somebody probably took you at some point in time to a game or a track. And when you look back, you guys are, you guys are younger than I am. And the older you get, the more you think about these things, but you think about those kind of defining moments where you think, man, that was so cool when we went to whatever event it was. And so that's really what you try to create, especially with the NASCAR cup series is, you're going to see great racing, but what else did you do that day that you'll, you'll, you'll never forget it. Yeah. I I guess my question, Mike and Donovan and Jeremy, you guys have uh, obviously attended races as fans and Mike, you've seen the transformation of um, Daytona, you know, what it's turned into as far as almost like a football stadium. Is there going to be, is there plans five years down the road? I know you've got to quickly move, you know, for next year, but is there going to be plans as far as the grandstands and revamping them to somewhat that type of um, look like you would see in a football stadium like Daytona's kind of turned into? Yeah, it, you know, the the interesting thing is, um, given that we're coming off of this, the, the future of spectator sports, you know, we've, we've all been kind of impacted a little bit as to what is it going to look like in the future and you know to say that we're we're obviously excited and bullish about coming back into the nashville market but we we just don't want to get too far over the tips of our skis and so meaning i think the market and the sports world and and spectators and the live event experience will dictate that owen as to so what what would be the appropriate thing to do and grow? And for us right now to, to build a facility and Daytona is amazing um, to build a, a 100,000 seat facility. Um, well, yeah, I, I, 
I likely wouldn't be in this position very long because honestly, <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. <laughs> and I wasn't saying anything that big because I've said, but just something like that, that, yeah. you know, I mean, maybe it's 50,000 or a hundred, just the yep. experience. Um, yeah, like we're talking, because yeah. you're you're in this market now. Where you're competing with the Titans, yeah. which is a big thing for them. You look when you built the Speedway. Uh, a lot of talk around town on sports radio is the Titan Stadium's outdated, and they yeah. need to they need to move up. And the Preds do such a good job here in town, as far as the fan experience. And yeah, I just didn't know yeah. if there's some plans on a smaller scale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Daytona yeah. is it's massive <laughs> what they undertook there. Yeah, no, it is. Um, you know the. To, to answer your the, the simple answer would be yes, and I think as we move along, the uh, um, the market will kind of dictate what we're what we should be doing or what we can be doing. And but I, I uh, to your point, it is amazing how quickly things can become out of date. And and here's the challenge: you have to balance from a business perspective mm-hmm. when you when when you when you talk about the the Titans. Um, or the Predators, or the beautiful stadium that, that the Sounds play in, yeah. or that what the soccer team is going to have in Nashville. You think about how do you best amortize? You know, this is this is the the business part of this of of this industry. How do you amortize those investments? And so when you have one event a year, that's what I was going to like ask. our Cup Series. How much how much risk? do you, or how much do you want to put in? There's just a balance, right? There's a balance between, we want to make this an incredibly memorable experience, but we can't, in order from a business perspective to amortize that investment, when you have multiple, if we had 10 NASCAR Cup Series events there and they all were phenomenally, you know, 35, 40, 50,000, your risk capital comes down a little bit with the investment in the facility. And so those are the things that we're going to balance over time. And um, but our, our our plan is certainly to start with a, a, a terrific facility. Right now, it seats uh, twenty five thousand people. We we believe we're going to need certainly more than that. And uh, eventually, it, the market will dictate it. Mike, given the the planned reopening and the cup date that's you know tentatively on the schedule for 21 are there other events that are being put on the calendar or explored yeah you know we it, it it's uh it's really important for us while the, the obviously the main reason why we're we're reopening the super speedway is because of the cup series race you know for not for that we we likely wouldn't be going to the energy and effort and the capital that we're going to be investing in in the facility. So, as a result of doing that, for every day, for every day that facility sits empty, and and everybody in 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 sports in the sports industry feels the same way. Every day that your facility sits empty is one less day it's not generating income. Sure. And so it it really is important for us to to attract. The, and look, they don't all have to be to the level of a, of a cup race, you know, it, it's just, that that's not going to happen. But, you know, as far as all of the other events, um, whether, you know, utilizing the road course, utilizing the, 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 the campgrounds, look in Dover. Um, I don't know if you, 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 well, you guys obviously have heard of Bonnaroo. Mm-hmm. And so in, in Dover at our speedway, we have a music festival called Firefly music festival. And it is, 
it is one of now the largest music festivals in the country. And it really is kind of a, a Coachella or a Bonnaroo of the East Coast. And we've had it for eight years. It's on our property. And it is the perfect event for our facility in our grounds. And so I say that only because motorsports obviously is the primary focus with um, with the track and the road course. But when you have now eight or 900 acres available to do whatever you can do with it with um, to generate income, you know, that that's our job now to now that we're reopening it is to be open to not just motorsports events, but what else can we do to help generate income? So that will be a, a major push for us as to what we can, you know, what other non-motorsports events uh, can we host there in addition to, you know, regular motorsports events? Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. That was, uh, I'm glad you answered that because, um, you know, it's tough. I can't imagine, you know, like you said, just from a business standpoint, one cup race, that's, you know, we got to figure something else. We, you've got the acreage out there. We're so close. I mean, Nashville is the hottest thing, uh, you know, going right now. And, you know, we've got, I'm assuming you're going to capitalize on that. Yeah. 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 We, uh, yeah. So, it, you know, we're going to have a full-time staff of 25 or 30 people, you know, working year round. And, uh, obviously we're going to get, uh, give support from, from Dover, from, a, from, you know, all the kind of administration part, but from a marketing and sales and promotions, uh, we just have to be aggressive in the marketplace. And, um, you know, we're, we, we think we will, will complement nicely with, uh, you know, the other facilities that are in town, but, you know, it is, uh, it's, you know, the, when we were running Nashville super speedway before and we were having, you know, and we, and we did, I thought a really nice job of operating the track our staff did. And we ran, I'm thinking at the time it might've been the, the craftsman truck series and the maybe the nationwide or the bush series i can't remember who this the title sponsors but that along with a hundred rental kind of things events just wasn't enough to keep us alive and so the cup race is critically important uh thanks to our network partners for the you know Mm -hmm. for the most part but um it, it, it is really important to be to be an event, a kind of a multi-purpose sports and entertainment venue, regardless of what it is. Mike, I was telling Donovan before we started that having attended multiple track days between the late 2000s and your closure in 01 and then other events, which were like the Richard Petty driving experience where you could bring clients or friends and you know, have laps on the track, that it's really a special place where you you know come under the track and you have the you're in the NASCAR garages, so just a special experience, and I'm excited that that's reopening in Nashville, and we can all have that experience yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, so those kinds of things are. It is, it is a great. Uh, it, it, you know, obviously I'm biased, um, <laughs> <laughs> but but it is you know going out there because it's such a different. You know, and I don't know if you guys have been to to our speedway in in Dover, but it's more of a. Uh, a more of a kind of an urban, you know, in the city kind of feel where at the super speedway, I mean, it, it is, I mean, it's just a really beautiful piece of property. And, and the things that, that are really important to us 
in addition to the rate is, is just kind of egress and ingress. You think of all of those things mm-hmm. when you when you put on an event. From my perspective, I, I, honestly, I don't I don't worry about anything that happens on the track because I, I don't I can't con, you know we don't control any of that. So everything going all the way back to my 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 days with in in minor league baseball it really not as a player but as a as an operator it's all really the simple things that you just need to do right and i i think that's what we pride ourselves on or at least try to in dover and in in look you guys know when you go to um to a restaurant and you know if the food is good the service is great the bathrooms are clean the parking lot is well lit those are all simple fundamentals, but if one of those is really a, if you have horrible food or your waiter or waitress is a, you know, hostess is a jerk or the bathrooms are just, you you remember those things. And so that's what I think we try to really do really well is just that guest experience. And I'm guessing, uh, you know, Sean uh, Henry with the predators and, you know, they, they all do a great job of that. And so that's kind of what we try to do from a pan's perspective, but it's just that it's a great property and, and we're uh, we're excited to kind of dig in and really have to reimagine how that property will operate. And fortunately, we've got uh, we have some time, but, you know, we, we just have to get uh, get to get busy at it, you know, fairly quickly here. Is, is there going to be any uh, because Jeremy was kind of he's been on the road course there. I have not. I've been to several events when the IRL was running there. And, and then, yeah, the, you talk about the truck series. I was out there in the facility was beautiful um any changes to the road course i mean jeremy raves about it as we were just talking before uh we came on air here i, I, I was telling owen that it's really a special experience to be on the banked oval and come into the into the road course and then come, come back out of the road course onto the oval again and you know for, for everyone that's been a nascar fan or motorsports fan you're you're not at a at a desolate road course out in the country you know it's, it's a really special experience especially parking inside the garages so um towards the end i think the pavement was deteriorating and kind of needed some work but i would imagine yeah. that's you know there, there'll be some improvements made before that's reopened yeah 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 um so jeremy i i don't know if i want to have a ride around with you either that may, <laughs> <laughs> in the golf be, cart in the, in the golf, go- cart. Do the yeah, golf cart in the golf cart but <laughs> You're right, Jeremy. You, you, you're you are exactly right that as we, as we, <laughs> as we were wearing down, so was the track, and um, it w- as we were wearing down as a business. But so what? What our plans are is we are uh, going to be working really closely with the NASCAR design and construction team. Uh, we're anticipating we will be here soon. And we're going to take a look at everything, which includes the road course, because we we did have a lot of success uh, to your point, Jeremy, about the road course. And we did hear some nice things about it. And so we really once we start to literally and figuratively dig into that, uh, take a look at the road course. And again, from a business perspective, you know, what what is it going to take to get it back to being drivable? Sure. And uh, and then what and and then what's the opportunities if we do get that um, if we do get that to a uh, to a level that's acceptable you know what what's the revenue opportunity so unfortunately when you do these things you you, you have to take away a little bit of passion 
and put in like, well, does this make business sense? But I, you know, I think, you know, right now our plan is to, uh, to, to bring that thing back to, back to life, uh, just to create more opportunities from a, honestly, from a revenue perspective. And look, the more people we can get uh, to uh, the super speedway, the more exposure we can get. Sure. Um, the more people talk about it and the more people, you know, the, the, the more people will, will recommend it to, you know, another sanctioning body or another car club to go out and use the facility. So we're, uh, we're going to be taking a really hard look at that as much as we are with the, uh, with the concrete. But we, you mentioned earlier about Nashville changing from 10 years ago, and I think to Las Vegas and Las Vegas, whether it's a convention or it's a bachelor party, and there's always the side event of going to the racetrack yeah. or the road course. And Nashville definitely has that opportunity you know, being, yeah. you know, 30, 45 minutes away, depending on where you are. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, that's exactly right. La- Las Vegas does a, is an amazing job. And I, I think we can, we, given the, um, given the proximity of the track and, you know, thanks to things like you guys are doing with this podcast, just to continue to amplify or trumpet the car culture in and around uh, Nashville, middle Tennessee I think we just we have an opportunity that may not have existed uh, ten or twenty years ago. So we uh, we we certainly are going to take that into some serious consideration to get the thing back road ready. So, Mike, a question that's um, kind of come up during this COVID nineteen is diving. We've discussed it, you know, quite a few times. No practice, nothing. Kind of, I mean, just showing up and racing. And, yeah. and I've told Donovan, as a driver, I've got two small kids at home. I love this idea of just coming in race day and going. Yeah. But from your perspective, obviously, say we're in 21 and everything, we're kind of back. You know, there's a cure for COVID-19 and we're not in the situation that we're in now. Yeah. You got, I think from a promoter standpoint, and that's why I've told Donovan, I don't know if this is really ideally. I mean, we're back racing, but you guys want the three or four day events. I mean, it would be my perspective yeah. looking at it is that correct yeah yeah no that's um it's a good thought you, you know the the thing i remember when i was a uh when when i was when we were running minor league baseball teams the perfect scenario was well I, not the perfect but the kind of perfect imperfect scenario was we get a large crowd we have about an hour rain delay where everybody <laughs> they go to concession stand. <laughs> yeah. In, in a couple of our stadiums, they didn't all work like this, but if a couple of our stadiums, the only way you guys can get cover is to go underneath where all of our food and beverage stands. So the only thing you had to do was, you know, you had kids, you just start stuffing them full of ice cream to behave <laughs> and hot dogs. And so, you know, that, that, that was, and then, you know, the rain goes away and we finish the game, but you know, the important thing is, from a track promoter's perspective, and I think all of my peers would say the same thing, and I think the the, the networks and the sanctioning body would say the same thing is, w- what do our fans want? And we, because look, we, we they're the ones that are underscoring; they're the pillars of our yeah. of our industry, and so we would we would ask what our fans would want, but then you know. Our, our, our world is such a, our ecosystem, which is the stakeholders, which are the tracks, the networks, the teams, the sanctioning body, the sponsors, the fans. It, it's really important to knit 
all of those together in really what is best for everyone. So put differently, if we could make an extra dollar by extending the weekend by a day, but a team loses $10 or a driver is away from his family for an extra day, that's great for us and not great for everybody else. So that would be kind of a selfish approach on our end. And so there's so much give and take. Honestly, I kind of like what they're doing right now. And I think there's just a lot more energy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it's like from, you know, your perspective, Owen, but my guess is, you know, most of these guys and gals, um, they have, you know, families or young families or, you know, girlfriends or boyfriends. Look, we all, you guys, we honestly, I think we have the easy part. The drivers and the teams have the hard part because I get to stay home, right? You you guys are on the road 20, 30, 40 weekends out of a year. And and in in our schedule, my gosh, you know, you don't have much of an off season. And so every day, every hour is such a treasure when you're in this sport. And if there's something we can do that can help, Look, you're also looking at the standpoint of if a network has to get in there a day early, well, they have the expense of that. And even the tracks have the expense of 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 doing whatever we need to do, whether it's public safety or right. food and beverage, whatever. So I, I kind of like what's going on. Um, I think I, I think we're through all of this. You know, we're, we're all finding out. I think all businesses are finding out how to create efficiencies that we otherwise wouldn't have been able to be forced to do. But now we are, and we're finding out some things like, hmm, that that's that actually is working. And so, I, I long story short, I, I think whatever is in the best interest of the sport is what 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 um, I think the tracks will do. And if that means we we cut the the weekend down by a day, then we most certainly will do that. And you know, our, our hope next year is to bring the, is to have a triple header where we run trucks on Friday, yeah. Xfinity series on Saturday and the cup race on Sunday. It hasn't been finalized, but we're, we're, you know, that's what we would, we would like to bring all three national series in one weekend. I think it would be a great weekend. And, you know, from the team's perspective, you know, they just strategically have to come in and out at, at what is the best time for them. And so, the practice and qualifying, I think those days I would be, I don't want to say I would be shocked, but I would be really surprised if we go back to what we were doing a year or two ago. I just think it in, in, in the spirit of everybody, you know, uh, from a revenue perspective or an expense perspective, you know, skinning up as much as we can, I think would, would make some sense. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if that shed any light on it, but I, I would be a, I would be a fan of it. I just don't think that making the extra buck at the detriment of others is really a, a fair deal. So we would certainly pass on that. No, I mean, it definitely answers the question. I mean, I was, you know, I, I'm on the driver's side, but we're there for the fans. I mean, ultimately, the fans and, and when we finally kind of get them back or they're starting to slowly come back. Um, I mean, as the drivers, I'm okay showing up one day and, and then heading home, but you know, the fans want to be there. They want to make it more. We talk about the experience, you know, if they're camping yeah. out to make yeah. it at least a two night, you know, event. Yeah. And I think there's going to be some changes like, you know, IMPS has gone to the race coming up at Sebring is going to be two days, which normally that's like a four, yeah. day, four or five day weekend. But, um, yeah, you know, we, um, 
we're working in, in it. It's not official yet, but we had our, our, our original, our race weekend in May in Dover. We had uh, trucks Xfinity cup in, in the first weekend in May that was of course postponed because of COVID. Yeah. And so we're, you know, everybody's scrambling to try to reschedule and we're, while it isn't official yet, um, we're anticipating that we're going to be running. Um, we're, we're going to, it'll be like a, not like it will be a double, triple header. So this is what we likely are going to have in store for us. And that is our weekend in August, we will run the Arkham Menard series on Thursday, trucks on Friday, Xfinity cup on Sunday. I'm sorry, Xfinity cup on Saturday, Xfinity cup on Sunday. So, so doubleheader, kind of like Pocono. Yeah, so, so it, it, yep. And, uh, and we're hoping that we're going to be able to host some fans. You know, if you ask me today, do I think we're going to be able to, I would say yes to a certain extent. But, you know, tomorrow, as you guys know, this thing has just gone back and forth as to are we getting, are we getting better? Are we, are we relapsing? Right. But, um, so those are the kind of things when, when you go through stuff like that with uh, with double headers and creating if and, and you're forced to be efficient, you just learn things from it from from the tracks perspective, from the networks perspective, and from the team you know the team the comp the competitors perspective, you're you're forced to learn some things and I think that's eventually what I think really some good things are going to come out of this um, as a result of just doing what we have to do to, to get these races in. And Mike, I guess I got to, I think I've been dealt the card to ask a hard question here. Um, I've obviously raced at the fairground speedway and you guys ran yeah. it at one time. Yeah. There's a, I mean, a big name in NASCAR who's been pretty outspoken and that you, you know, NASCAR is going back to the wrong track. I, I'm convinced yeah. you guys coming here regardless. I mean, I love both facilities. Um, yeah. I mean, Thoughts on the fairgrounds if it if it gets back on the schedule. I mean, I guess I look at it and I think I was talking. Dom and I were just chatting, you know, because the schedule has changed. We've learned so much from COVID that, you know, is there a date that's a Sunday race at the Super Speedway, and then we look at a Wednesday night race at the fairgrounds if that makes it back on the schedule, or what? Or what's some of the challenges going on there with the yeah. Speedway? I know you guys aren't involved directly, but you know enough probably to understand kind of what's you know, the yeah. city stuff and everything that's involved in that. Yeah. You know, it is, it, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, we're not at all sensitive to what may or may not happen at, at the fairgrounds. You know, it's, it's, if, if, if it's something that can help lift the sport, yeah, we're going to, we're, we're going to follow the, the, that rising tide. And, you know, there's, there's not just one good steakhouse in right. uh, Nashville, there's not one good place to watch music, to listen to music in Nashville. And, and when you really think about the, the, the distinguishing features of each track, you know, our track, it's a mile and a third. It's in a, uh, a kind of a rural setting where camping will be awesome. Yeah. You know, it's just a different, it, it's a different mate. It's a different track. It's a different feel. Oh, completely. And when, yeah. and, and when you talk about the fairgrounds, which would likely be a short track, you know, in, uh, in the location where they're considering building the track, you know, are, we don't, we, we, in, in fact, the guys that are doing that, 
um, Marcus Smith, what SMI, Marcus Smith, Jerry Caldwell, Mike Birch. I like those guys. Yeah. I mean, they're friends, you know, they're, they're, they're good guys and they're, they're good operators. And, and we often in our sport, I think in any industry, we often collaborate and try to get best practices. And so we, when the announcement came out, you know, it, there were so many crazy things that were being said about about Dover and, and, and SMI, you know, the, the group that was trying to bring into the fairgrounds and there's a huge mistake that was made and NASCAR blew it. And, you know, all these things that were just like, you know, c- come on, we, we haven't even put cars on the track I yet. I mean, well, that's why I want, I want you to kind of clear the air a little bit because I don't think you've had a chance to do that. That's what I, yeah, yeah, I no. teed that for you. And so, you know, from our perspective, I could, you know, if it happens, um, I could easily see a uh, a, a spring of uh, uh, fairgrounds race, you know, under the lights on a Saturday night, and and maybe a fall playoff race at the Super Speedway on a Sunday afternoon. You know, who knows, right? Yeah, right. But they're, they're so just dis- now. If if they were if we were going to build a short track like the fairgrounds was going to, or, or put differently, if they were going to build a mile and a third track just like ours well you know that that would be a that would cause a little bit of heartburn yeah right but they're so distinctly different and i think it really is just a matter of of from what we can tell it's just a matter of financing and it kind of goes back to what i talked about before that you know there's a there's a pretty significant investment that somebody is going to have to make whether it's the ownership group or the city or the county or the state and so you know, everybody has to weigh, is it, is that the right business decision for whoever is going to be on the, on, on the hook for that? And if it happens, um, we're, we're, we're fine with whatever happens coming NASCAR coming to the Nashville super speedway does not preclude a race being also held at the fairground speedway in two or three or four years, or, you know, if, if ever, um, because I think, a market like Nashville, if we do our if we do our job right, and 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 the fairgrounds and SMI they they do their job right, we both can survive. It's not like we're if we were an NF, if we tried to put an NFL team or an NHL team or a AAA baseball team or an MLS team out uh, on that property, that would probably be that would be problematic for some, but both both teams would probably lose. But when you think about, when you really think about a NASCAR race weekend and the success or failure of a track, the tracks are so distinctly different. And you're only talking about really two days, two cup days out of 365. So we're, we're, we're very comfortable. We're making the investment as though we're going to be there for a long period of time. And if the fairgrounds happens, you know, I'll be I'll be sitting with you guys, you know, eating a hot dog and watching the race along with you, because I, I think it would be it'd be fine. So we we don't have any heartburn. And if it happens. But right now, having said that, our focus is entirely on making sure that we're ready to rock and roll on, uh, you know, sometime in June next year. So I, I, I'm glad you asked that. And it was, you know, just it's, it's some of the things that people create on social media is like, 
they're extremely creative. It's like, I didn't even think of that one, but <laughs> yeah. that's, it's so far fetched, but so we're all good. And, you know, I'm, I'm fans of those guys. And, um, you know, if it, if it happens, then we'll, we'll, we'll deal with it. But if we're doing our job correctly, we shouldn't have any problems at the super speedway. Yeah. From a fan perspective, Mike, I don't, for me, it's not a problem. I'm going to both nights. I don't, you know, if like Owen said, if one if we race at the fairgrounds on Wednesday, I'm going to the Super Speedway on Sunday. That's yeah, that's a done. That's a good week for me. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the beer will be just as cold at one place as the <laughs> yeah, other. That's Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I think that would be unique. I mean, it's when it first got announced. I I mean, I was like, I'm great that NASCAR was coming back and you guys were opening the Speedway up because it's unique. Like you touched on, there's no other city that has racetracks that are two totally different within. 40 miles of each other and we right. do, and we do here and to make that's what I was thinking you guys could play off each other and grow this totally. into kind of what the banquet is really I mean just turn yeah. it into something that's off the charts like Nashville normally does because we we know how to party here as we found out with yeah. the banquet <laughs> oh and yeah the, the proposed race at the fairgrounds is that on the original track it or is yeah it is? Wow. it's on the half okay. mile that, that that Dover used to run and mm-hmm. that's when I raced there Mike back in you know, this may be before your day with Dover, but I was there when TNN was, you know, live coverage of some yeah. late model trucks. Yeah, and sure. so that's, and then I raced go-karts there. So I, I've got a long history <laughs> there at the fairgrounds, but um, I think it'd be really cool to see and just, you know, to kind of keep that momentum. And I think what you guys are doing is great for the sport to be back in this yeah. town. You, you know, you guys talk about, and and that that's another combination that I, I honestly, I hadn't even thought of, but when you, when you talk about, creating efficiencies. And I, I think what, what many may not realize that aren't in and around the sport is it's, it's expensive to move people and, and pit and crews and network oh, yeah. crews and team. It's, 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 you know, it's expensive to do that. And if you're able to pick up a, uh, a week where you run a Wednesday night at, uh, you know, downtown, and then, and then the, the the TV crews and the team stay in town. I mean, think of what we could do from a promotional oh, yeah. perspective with the drivers in the marketplace, and uh, I, you know, it it would be incredibly fun. So you know, the, yet another opportunity. And and again, if if that helps enhance the sport, then we get to rise with that tide. And so if that happens, look in Dover, we've we've run. Uh, we've had two race weekends for 50 plus years in Dover, Delaware. Um, you know, one would think that could exist with two distinctly awesome tracks in Nashville. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we would embrace it as much as anybody else would. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't be surprised, Mike, when that happens. Cause I think Owen and I spoke it into existence <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on what, like our second podcast. We talked about, you know, the NASCAR coming back because of the, uh, you know, the banquet was here. So maybe we'll get a date, you know, back with, uh, uh, with NASCAR and the Cup Series here in Nashville, and that happened. So, yeah. you never, never know. Never <laughs> Clearly, know. Never know. Somebody's listening. <laughs> you guys, of course, your your podcast is a lot more popular. Yeah. Than so <laughs> we have more the, than one listener <laughs> of the six people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That's uh, your uh, your interview. Uh, was it last week? Uh, you guys, you guys have had some really great interviews and so um anyway i, I again I, I applaud you for it so just keep up the great work because we're we're kind of all one one team trying to create this motorsports and 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 life and and car culture so it's cool but um 
Yeah, so we're 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 excited. I you know I can't wait to get you guys um, I, out, out back out at the track again. You know, once we get uh, literally our our feet underneath this. Um, like I said, we're right now we we're spending a lot of time. Right now we're assembling a staff, but we're also digging into the myriad of things that have to be done. And it's it's the the good news is we're not we're not building something new. It really no, is. It's right. kind of like you know, a house that's been sitting empty. And I know, Owen, I think you had a hand injury at one point in time. I don't I know. I did, if, yeah, working we, on my house. Yeah. <laughs> well, we may not have you doing anything. Anyway, I can drive really good. That's right. Yeah, I, I know yeah, you can do that. Um, but we, uh, it, it's, you know, when you, when you open up a house that's been closed for 10 or 11 years, you, you, you think you know what you're getting into, but you don't really know until you get into it. And so, um, but our, uh, our, we've had a handful of visits there and we're already knee deep into kind of dividing and conquering, but there's, there's not just one big thing. There are, you know, a hundred small things that we've got to get accomplished. But like I said, we, we feel confident that it'll be, uh, it'll be sparkling when we, when we, uh, when we open up next year and, uh, I hope it uh, meets to everybody's expectations because honestly, it's an important piece of this whole puzzle. You know, we're we're curious, much like everybody else is. Obviously, the 2020. Well, we got to get through 2020, yeah. uh, which we eventually will, one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then with the 2021 schedule, it will be interesting to see what what is what else is on what else is on the schedule because it's. Uh, we we've heard from our fans loud and clear. We've heard from our network partners that um, you know change is change is good and change is necessary. And I think it's uh, it's good for the sport. And you know, I, I as it relates to our our sanctioning bodies and you guys you guys keep really good track of of what's been going on. And I know this isn't a, a political podcast, but you know I've been in NASCAR since 2007. And I probably, I shouldn't say probably, I, I've never been so proud to be a part of the sport as I am today. And just the, the, the leadership, you know, adversity reveal or adversity really does reveal character, right? It's, mm -hmm. they, they say that in calm waters, every, every ship has a good captain, but adversity is what really reveals character and making bold decisions that may not be, it's impossible to make any kind of decision that you're gonna get 100% unanimity. But from when we when we had to stop racing, coming back with the iRacing and the virtual racing was, and the, and, the, and the fans that we picked up from that, the new fans that we picked up from that, and, and then when we opened in Darlington, I mean, it was, it was, I, I emotional. I, I don't want to get, but it was just, it was amazing that we led, we led the sports industry with an event in Darlington and, and no better place to kind of kickstart. And, and my peer there, Carrie Tharp, who's a president, who's a terrific guy. They did an amazing job in, in almost a nearly impossible thing to pull off. And with, um, with just being able to do everything that they had to do to, to make sure that they were in compliance with city and county and state government and 
public safety protocols to decisions that have been made recently with um, you know, the, the, the sport with the Confederate flag and, and, you know, Bubba Wallace and what he went through. And it's just, um, everybody has their own opinion. Right. And I, and I understand that, but I, I just think on a whole, our industry has been something that for those of us that are in it, um, you know, we're, I think, uh, really proud of where the sport is and, it's it's hard, you know. Everybody, even track promoters, and it's hard to agree on everything. But the leadership of our sport has done a, a terrific job navigating through this. What is a, a really super difficult time in our world and certainly in our country. No, very true there, um, Mike. I, I got we've taken up a ton of your time, and I appreciate it. I just got a couple questions, um, sure, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. Um, one, I guess, is and it kind of leads into the next one. You've seen Charlotte Speedway sort of change, and I'm not asking that you guys are going to change this direction, but I'm a road course guy. I mean, I've done some oval stuff, obviously, but I'm, you know, buried myself into IMSA now. Where where do you see, like, Charlotte to change what they're doing as far as they do an oval, you know, in May, and then for the playoffs they go to the road course? I mean, do you think the fans are wanting more of that, you know, as you see the schedule is going to shake up in 21? Yeah. And then I guess I asked the second part of this question is to your facility, not specific to what you have there now, but when you were going to, when you built this facility, it was going to have a drag strip, another half mile, potentially a road course maybe, but maybe some of that land has been sold off now. Um, yeah. Growth there in that area, you know, or just what are your thoughts on those couple of things? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right about uh, where the drag strip originally was um, predicted, and and those other short tracks. Those those are those are under development now. But the you know it's interesting. It's kind of and and, and again, you guys follow this stuff closely. There was a time where, look, we we built the super speedway because at the time, the super speedway is what everybody wanted us to build, and. And so then it, then for a while we navigated towards everybody was really kind of falling in love with road courses. Yeah. And then, you know, now it's short tracks. And so I don't know. And honestly, I think you guys probably would have a better pulse on that than me, but it, we kind of navigate in and out of kind of the flavor of the, of the year. And so the, the, the great thing about um, the great thing about, our facility is if if ever there was a time to change we've got the we've got an opportunity to change up you know to change up our course if we if we really wanted to pursue that right and so it, yeah. there, there's some unique flexibility there if we were ever going to try something like that but i do think um i you know i don't know if there's other if there are other tracks but i to me as a fan um i like i i just like in in, in baseball, you have their, everybody has, a lot of the stadiums have just different dimensions. You know, everybody has 90 foot bases and all that kind of stuff, but just the look and feel of the, the outfield fence, there's some, there's some differentiation with a lot of major league stadiums. And I, and I kind of like that. And so I, is it really, I don't know if I'm answering the question, but I see that there continues that we need to continue to have a balance. So if we go too far to short tracks, then everyone will be talking about well, whatever happened to we love super speedway racing. Yeah. Or if we go too many super speed, and then it's like, 
there's too many road courses. So to me, I think there always should be a balance of of all of those different types of of courses because I think it also and you guys would again I, I'm referring to you guys you guys are more of motorsports experts than I than I am but I think it gives everybody a little bit of from a from a competitor's perspective it it helps level the playing field so to speak because if you're extraordinarily a great short track driver you know in in and that is 75% of the schedule well that you know so i i just think it i i i, I think the the variety is really important in yeah. our sport and i hope we continue to to add that variety so as we add a super speedway we add a road course and we add a short track and as we add a short track we add a you know it's just so there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of variety. No, that's makes sense because Mike, there I'm, I think there's been a period of time where there wasn't, yeah, you know, a lot of variety. You know, Davi, you can speak it as a fan. But, yeah, I was going to say a lot of it. I hate to use the word cookie cutter, but for lack yeah. of a better yeah. description, there was a lot of that talk where, you know, whether you were in Vegas, Chicago, they, they all it looked the same. It was just geography. Yeah, yeah, just a yeah, different location. Yeah, it's, so. that's exactly right. You're you're exactly right. Well, Mike, I appreciate your time. Uh, completely. I'm looking forward to you guys coming back here. Um, we're totally in for a field trip out there at Driving Life to come yeah. back and see the place again, you know, up close and personal and, and talk about it because I'm, uh, I'm glad NASCAR's coming back here and I love, this is my hometown. So I, I even though I don't race in NASCAR, I'm in their sister company with them. So, yeah. And, um, and this, I wish our banquet would move here too because it's fantastic. So, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, you know, if fans are allowed in in August, that weekend sounds pretty good. I think my wife is sitting here looking at me, and she held up a little sign that said "Road Trip?" Question <laughs> mark. Oh, oh, to Dover? You want to go to Dover? Dover. Yeah, hey, I'm thinking. Hey, let's, I, uh, I, I, I promise, if you guys want to, if anyone wants to come up, uh, you're more than welcome to be a be a guest. But I I appreciate you guys what you're doing for the motorsports cult, the car culture in, in Nashville. Like I said, we're to a certain extent all one big family, and so anything you can do to help raise the tide in in the marketplace is great and once we get moving along um you haven't had on guests for a second time but maybe once we get uh closer to uh to to the to the cup race you know we guys we can we can maybe host something out at the track and and have some fun out there but i i appreciate the job you guys are doing it uh it, it all helps and we're just excited and, and thankful to be back in in the marketplace so it'll be awesome Awesome, well, Mike. Yeah, it's it's great to have you back. Thank you for your time, um, you know, with us today. And, uh, man, we really appreciate it. Looking forward to having you here in town and, and getting back together again for sure. Appreciate it. All right, guys, hopefully you enjoyed Mike there. I sure did, you know, to listen to that and from his side of the business to kind of hear how they're managing with everything that's going on and what they're, you know, looking to do in the future, and especially at Nashville. I'm looking forward yeah. to yeah, that's going to be fun. I think we've got some uh, some things to look forward to here locally that's going to be a lot of fun. So that'll be awesome. Uh, so, yeah, this week we had some – gosh, the racing is – it's all over the place. It's hard to keep track, you know, especially for us. We don't have a set schedule on days that we record things, and sometimes it's like, okay, what did we talk about? What didn't we talk yeah. about? But I think we can – well, first of all, it's – do you have an announcement to make? I mean, we've, we've – Well – I mean, there, there was a, there was an announcement this week. Yes, yeah, um, that Team TGM will not 
let's say race operations were, I think it used suspended, but maybe I'd say paused is the, is the correct answer. And I'll just go off, you know, my, my boss, still my boss, uh, Ted Giovannis and and my co-driver for 21. Um, even though we're not, we're going to finish out, you know, 2020 is basically just paused. Um, he's doing a lot of stuff with the foundation, uh, work that he does in his cancer foundation that they're doing a lot of COVID-19, uh, vaccination research. So it's just kind of made sense a little bit with the schedules changing the way they are. And there's, there's some other factors in, involved in it. It's not just the COVID-19. It's just a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And we felt like it was the best thing for everybody on the team. And I won't go into too much detail. We may have him on at some point. And actually there's a podcast. You can go find him um, at Sports Car Unleashed. We had him on on Saturday. We did an interview with him. And um, he gets super in depth on what he's doing with the foundation yeah. and stuff. And so go, go, go listen to that. You know, if you want to kind of really get in depth on what Ted Giovannis is doing. Yeah. And I think, you know, I saw the, when you guys had uh, posted a team TGM posted on their Instagram, you know, and I don't want to speak for everybody, but I know just my initial thought was, okay, well, this stinks for racing, you know, for, yeah. for fans of the team. But really, this is a good thing. I mean, this is going to be such a benefit for and knowing Ted and the foundation and and what's behind all that and what's driving this. I think this is a this is a great win for COVID nineteen research. Um, I totally get it. So you know what? We'll uh, we'll figure something else out this year, and then we'll hit it full steam next year. Yeah. So I mean, it, the the race shops are still open. Everybody's still employed. You know, and and we're all looking at twenty one and. So that's a good thing. You know, it's not, you know, what he's doing and it's uh, the JKTG foundation.org. If you want to read up more information yeah. on what they're doing and find them, I think they're on Twitter. I don't think they have an Instagram page, but do a Google search and then um, you'll kind of know more what they're doing, but go listen to that interview yeah. and it's sports car unleashed and you'll kind of really find out what's going on. He gets super, you know, it kind of went over my head a little bit, which is, I mean, that's not hard to do, but it is really cool to kind of hear his side and what right. what's going on. And um, I'm just, I'm happy to be a part of this team. And I think you saw that on some of the social medias from Hugh and Matt Plum or, you yep. know, our teammates. And we're all happy to be a part of this team and kind of what we're trying to do or what Ted's trying to do. And we, we fully support him in, in this effort. Yeah. And we, we look forward to seeing everybody back at Daytona next year. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So racing. A lot going on. Let's let's start. It was at, a busy weekend. It was. And NASCAR. I, I was driving uh, a lot myself this weekend. I made a quick trip up to Illinois, eight hours up, eight hours back, Friday and Saturday. Um, but I did catch a little bit of the uh, all-star race, which was in Bristol, yeah. which you can't go wrong there. There were some fans there. I thought that was really cool. Um, and Chase Elliott, million-dollar chase. And his car was uh, fast that night. That was I fast. watched. I got to watch a little bit of it, and I really got to watch the final stage, and I think he didn't. They, they, I can't remember because this was a couple nights ago now. But I think they pitted and kind of they weren't. I mean, they weren't way back, but they were probably like what six, seventh. Yeah. I mean, he just charged right up through the field again, yeah. and he was car was on rails that night. Yeah, he was. He manhandled it. Um, it was cool. Um, Something different. I, I remember when Bill won. I, I don't know if you remember that or not, but I remember when Bill won the million dollars, and they called him Million Dollar Bill. Oh yeah, the Dar- Darlington. It was like yeah. the Winston Million or what? Yeah, he had that's to win what it was. Those, yeah, those. I can't remember what races other than Darlington that he had to win to be eligible. And then it was he like won four that. races or something like that. Yeah, wasn't it? or something yeah. crazy. And 
Yeah, and he won those events and stuff. Yeah. And but yeah, it was cool. I'm glad to see it somewhere else. I was too. Good. Can't go wrong with Bristol. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, I know. So it's good. And I think I liked the format. You know, I liked the way they did it. Um, I guess I did watch quite a bit more of it than what I. You know, I'm always it's always on, but I may not always be watching because yeah, they had the open the Winston yeah. or I uh, see the Winston open. It's not Winston <laughs> open anymore. Um, whatever the open race to get in. And the only thing I'd like to see maybe different because, like I said, I had it on, but I wasn't super paying attention to it. But maybe the final stage be just a little bit longer. longer. It's yeah. only like 15 laps. Yeah. And, man, I'd love to see, like, maybe a pit stop involved in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, mandatory or something. Like, do a 35-lap shootout and you got to make a pit stop or right. something. Like under, s- under green or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, that would be, that'd be cool. Although, I wasn't terribly disappointed with it. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, so, and that was about, oh, I did watch the NASCAR race, the cup race on Sunday. Um, Austin Dillon, you know, you always got to be there to win, right? You got to put yourself in that, but he kind of, kind of backed into that one a little bit. He wasn't, I mean, their car wasn't going to win the race, but yeah. pit strategy and just the way the timing and the way things played out, um, you know, they were there at the end of it, which was kind of cool. I mean, um, it was fun to watch, but he definitely, I, I think Blaney had the car. <laughs> Dude, he was, again, you were telling thing, me like Chase pre, pre show here. Yeah. And, that, uh, he was just flying. And, um, and that's what I heard on the radio, the too. And you just can't, yeah, I don't know what the, what's up with the arrow package on these, I guess they call them intermediate tracks, whatever, but it just, you can't pass. I mean, there's, there's, you can suck somebody back in side drafting and you just, you know, clean air is everything. You get out in front and nobody can get past you. I'm going to take a shot in the dark. I, I think they run a bigger, bigger spoiler. Right. And so that's punching. So it's a big hole. And so, like, if I'm coming up behind you, that, well, then I'm going to lose the downforce on the nose. So it's making the car behind them tight, which push, which doesn't want to turn at that point. And they're just overheating the front tires. And so they can't get a, you know, you, that's why they do all these passes at the restart. If right. they can try to get by everybody, like, right. I got to get in front of this person on the restart because the tires are cool at that point. But once you run a few laps and you start to get tight and start to get that push, the tires just heat up and they can't yeah. do anything. So I think there was a comment from Matt Kenseth, maybe it maybe it's after the Indy race or some recently, like, man, they've been running this package for this long. Like, why? <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they start. I mean, I guess it's set for this year, but, you know, I guess the new gen cars coming out next year, I think. I think so. Yeah. It'll be interesting because I don't, it's it's been a cha- I mean it hasn't been that great to watch. I don't think it's as exciting because it's all about strategy now. So now the I, I'm noticing this trend of, um, you know, getting stage points. Yeah, nobody cares. There's, so basically, they're going back to that whole let's just fuel map the race. I I go 45, come in fuel tires, 45 fuel tires. Tire, and then, yeah, and then so you run the race backwards, and if you know, yellows fall in your favor. That's great. But you don't really see that kind of strategy until the very end of the race. So, yeah, not super excited about it. It, um, I don't know. Let's One see. thing it's done in this, I was listening to on the radio. I can't remember where I was driving. I was driving somewhere. But so they, you know, this is two weeks in a row that we've had Cole Custer. Yeah. Kind of, a, I mean, rookie win. And nobody probably expected that to happen. Now you got Austin Dillon, which nobody expected that to happen either. So talk about shaking up the points yeah. because now they're locked into the playoffs. Well, yeah, they're in the playoffs. 
And now who's it going to hurt? Well, I mean, I really, I want, I want, I want Jimmy to really make, I mean, does he get bounced the first round? I just wanted to get in. Right. And I'm, I'm, I mean, during everything that's gone on with him and as a racer, like if I was in his position and I don't know, I mean, maybe come back for another year, maybe. I know, right? Like this this has kind of been the like messed up year. Yeah, right. You right. know, Re- reevaluate that whole I mean, retirement. I, I mean, thing. I know he wants to go run IndyCar really bad because he's had a couple tests that have, you know, right. just not happened. He was going to test at Barber and then he was going to do that test at Indy. Then he, you know, he tested positive for COVID 19. Yep. So that got canceled. So I know he really wants to go do that. But um, I just like to see him make kind of like Gordon's last year. Exactly. I was thinking the exact I just want to be thing. competitive. Yeah. 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 Get into the playoffs and then see what happens. I mean, Jeff. Uh, what he was almost the won. last race? Yeah, was he was. He, he was in the final four. In? Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. He, he got it there. I mean, and Jimmy might, but it's like that is shaking up the playoffs only for him. I mean, for a lot of guys, because it's like, man, those are two guys that are locked in now that probably weren't going to make it on points, and now that now they're in. And, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting the rest of the year. But I, I kind of agree with you on the aero package. Maybe a little bit less downforce in the rear because that's mm-hmm. what the Xfinity cars got, you know, and. I watched a little bit of that race the other day, and um, Kyle Busch won. Kyle Busch won, but they got bounced in yeah, tech. Yeah, but he didn't have. I mean, he got to the front, but it was going to be. I mean, Austin Cindric just couldn't reel him in, but you know, didn't last in in tech for some reason. I think it was too low or something. To ride yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't yeah. see. I just saw the next day that he they well he was DQ'd. Yeah, which I'm glad they're doing that because NASCAR used to a long time ago. And this was big they Bill France. Stand. They let it stand because he always his deal was when fans left the right. the race, they wanted to know who won the race, and so that they penalized points or fined them, whatever right. they did. But yep. I'm glad to see that they're just DQing people now. I mean, social media can get out there so much, and people can find out really who won the race. Right. So, and uh, yeah. we had some IndyCar stuff, IMSA stuff. I mean, it's a, it was a busy weekend in motorsports. <laughs> there was a so lot I mean, going on. motorsports is back. F1 was going, which we I don't get a chance to follow F1 that much. I watched. Sorry it. about that. Well, I watched people a do. little bit of it. Again, Hamilton got out front and, and just checked out. I mean, he was like 26 seconds ahead of the field. Qualifying's like the best thing crazy. to watch in that. Yeah, because then that's how the race is going to end. Typically, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> is to watch but. him try to like you know knock each other off pole, but. <laughs> right? Um, that was cool to watch. I mean, I'd say it's cool to watch IMSA. It, it was it, Friday was tough for me because I watched a little bit of the Michelin pilot race on NBC, um, on the app. And I was just like, oh, you know, I had to turn it off a little bit. I like, <laughs> watch it much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be tough. I mean, I, I sit here and, and can joke about it, but for you, I gotta do, that's gotta be rough. Yeah. It was a little, um, I mean, I know what our future is and sure. the future is very bright for us. So I was, you know, it's one of those things where I watch. A little, I'll go back and watch it because I, I, I do that anyways to review races and stuff and see kind of what's going on and the trends that are happening and how people did their strategy. And so I will watch it, but it's like you know, I, I can do this later at some other point. Um, but it was cool. They were at Sebring, so different style race for the Weather Tech cars. You know, not the twelve hour. This is not that event that's right. going to be in November, the last race of the year. It's short race and. Um, it's a bumpy track. Super bumpy. And uh, in the DPI class, it was the Action Express, the Wheeling car, just yeah. dominated. Yeah. I mean, right from the get-go and won that. And um, I'm trying to think, GTLM, Corvette. The Corvette went. Won two again. Won two, yeah. Did they, and they, and they flip-flopped. So yeah, they flip-flopped. The, the other car won. won. Yeah, Milner yeah. Yeah, won. And then uh, GTD, 
Yeah, uh, Lexus, Lexus won. won. Yeah, so they, yeah. you know, back-to-back winners in the GT class. Yeah. So it was it was neat to see a shorter race at Sebring. I think I saw some social media posts from the fans that they liked that too, kind of just a different style. Not the 12-hour event, right. but a shorter race. And the fans were there. And talked to a couple of crew members that were there also and said, hey, yeah, I mean, it was a different feel, but and the fans couldn't come into the – paddock area like Sebring oh, really? is like I mean Sebring's a, the 12 hours like a zoo I mean they can come through on yeah. any kind of vehicle through the paddock and whatever they're it's just a big party because I think it got voted like the number one motorsports event in the USA Today poll or something it came out you know last couple of weeks because there was like a big vote going on and it's always at the top you know it's just like 200,000 people for there because oh, it's yeah. during spring break yeah when it normally happens so it's just some people don't even know there's a race going on, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's a fun, fun event, and um, good to see Emsa at Sebring, and uh, you know, IndyCar was at Iowa, Iowa, yeah, which is a fast track, um, super quick, yeah. And our boy Newgarden, yeah, local was guy. Saturday night, right? Because didn't they do Friday and Saturday? Is that is that what the way? It yeah, was? so it was yeah. Friday. Yeah, uh, pa- Pagano won the first event, and he came from the back. Which I didn't get to watch the race. I just I saw either. they won, yeah. and then the Saturday night race I didn't get to watch either. But I saw a tweet from uh, somebody I know that works for Michelin, and basically, I guess it was like a two hundred. I don't know if it's two hundred fifty k or two hundred fifty miles. I think it's k, because he sent a tweet out. It was like, wow, I blinked and the race was over, <laughs> and I'm like, I was right too because we were having a, a little get together. I'm like, oh, oh, we had it on, and it's like, man, it's off. It's on to some infomercial now. Like, man, that was quick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they didn't, uh, they didn't mess around. It's short. We ran. We know there's a road course in Three there. Eights? Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know we that. ran the first year that because Rusty Wallace design helped had some involvement in there. And there's a road course in that, so we ran a little bit, of the, most of the oval, and then went down the infield and came right back out in the oval. But it, it's a pretty neat, you know. Neat lay. It's got progressive banking and stuff, but it's short for those indie cars, man. They're yeah. they're whipping around there quick. Yeah, they're just they're turning constantly. I mean, it's just a constant, uh, you know, left hand turn. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. So some of the in car was kind of you just don't get a chance. It's I don't want to say it's like Bristol, but you know you just don't get a chance to relax. And they're going so fast. I mean, it's it's oh yeah crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our boy Newgarden. Yeah, he won, and then the only thing I saw, the highlight, you know, and, and you know I've had conversations about the aero screen. Right. And I know you're not a big fan. Uh, I just think they look I know they look weird. I'm not a, I, it, let's rephrase this. I know you're a fan for safety. Right. Oh, yeah. What needs to yeah. happen, so I, don't, I need to rephrase Visually, that. I don't Visually, like it. Otherwise, I, I'm I fine understand with it. that. Yeah. Um, but it probably, is it Tony Kanan that got hit by Colton Herter? Or something happened, and, like, on one of the restarts where he launched up and, like, I think his right front tire of Herta's came over the top of the aero screen or hit that, and it was kind of like, wow, if that wasn't there, that could have been, you know, Tony's head, you know, Gnarly. type deal. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, um, it, it's proved out, it, and I think that's for everybody. It looks completely different, Yeah, and it's sort of not been – the car was never designed to have that on there, so right. this has been integrated in there. When they move to a, another spec chassis that maybe – that'll be designed into it and it may look a little bit different. I'm not sure when that's going to happen. Well, and then, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the, uh, is that my phone? Yeah, we get a phone call there. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, you know, we had talked a couple of weeks ago about the airflow to the driver. Oh, and yeah. I, and they, I noticed they did say something in the broadcast that they're going to, 
they're opening up uh, some sort of inlet right at the top of it so that they can get, you know, like a NACA duct or something like that to direct airflow, yeah. you know, onto the driver because it's just, it's been so hot and there's just not enough airflow into the cockpit now. And uh, I mean, they're all wearing cool suits and, mm-hmm. and whatever, but still it's uh it's creating a little bit of a problem that they're addressing. So, yeah, because I mean, if you're just not getting anything, I mean, it just gets so hot. It doesn't matter yeah. what cooling you've got going on with your body or the helmet. Cause now they're, they're wearing helmets like us, you know, yep. with the air inlet on the top, but trust me, that doesn't do enough. You know, oh, I'm it's sure. like, you need some kind of air movement through the car, even yeah. if it's lukewarm, just some air moving through there. Um, well, yeah, that's that evaporation, you know, from the body that yeah. cools you down and everything. So if you don't have that airflow, it's just it's just a hot box. You're just sitting in there melting. Melting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Which our Chevy's a little bit that way, but it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I heard somebody comment. They're like, you know, the drivers, of course, want it, but their aerodynamicists so they and everybody's like, no, no, we're not doing it. You know, we got it. The car's got to go fast. It's going to slow us down. You know what? Oh, I know that's like, I mean, so I you guys always get the short end of that stick. I know my engineer I used to work with, I didn't get to wear, I really didn't get to wear a cool suit for a long time because the weight that it would carry in the car. And finally too, we went to a car that kind of like could, it was okay to have it in a way. And it's like, he's like, Oh, that's like three tenths a lap or something. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, you should be in shape enough to not worry about that. <laughs> It's, it's, it's like, okay, here. so I was like, oh, I just went with it. But some people were not happy. Drivers that were like, what, we have to have this? And yeah. Jim said, no way, you're not getting it. You you, you have a job to do that you should be doing away do from it. the Let track. Let me do mine, you do yours. <laughs> yeah. But uh, another big announcement for NASCAR, kind of, as we were talking about the IMSA stuff, that they're going to run the road course at Daytona now, replace Watkins Glen. Right. As we were talking with Mike, obviously it's big changes in the schedule. Um, just sort of fluid right now, but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go run there, and it's the first time that they actually ever, ever run that configuration at Daytona. The IROC years ago yeah. ran that, but nobody else. You know, it's gonna be the Cup, Xfinity, and the trucks and the ARCA series are all gonna run the road course there. You know, and that's one of the things where I think it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to see him running that road course at Daytona. I think that's gonna be cool. So that that'll be cool. That, I guess that's gonna be couple weeks so not this weekend but next weekend i think so first week in august i think is when that race is yeah gosh we're already coming up on the end of july i know it's crazy kids are gonna go back to school in some capacity but yeah it's um yeah it's gonna be neat to see in a few weeks so motorsports is kicking so that's good to see and we're getting to watch a lot of a lot of that stuff so leading the way that's awesome and we got a uh next week we, we won't get into too much of it but another good guest local guy Yep. Racer, yeah. Uh, um, Ken Twaits is who we're having on next week. He posted a picture that he. This was from the Long Beach Grand Prix. I don't know if it was Atlantics or whatever, but Johnny O'Connell was on the podium. Somebody else, I can't remember, was on his Facebook page here recently, and Ken had won the race. And it's like you know, at that point, you know, he beat some really good guys that had some factory deals at one point or pretty high yeah. up in sports car racing, and Ken went off and built his business first yeah then came back to motorsports yeah it's a great it again another great conversation that was a blast yeah um good car collection yeah that was a lot of fun we sat there at uh, you were probably like oh i was kind of in heaven yeah yeah a little bit those camaros (laughs) yeah Yeah. so good camaro collection which i'm good about i like that yeah it was cool so uh that'll that'll be next week 
uh, hope everybody has a great rest of the week and good weekend. And um, yeah, I look we'll forward just, to talking to you next Thursday. Yeah, we'll be back here again next week. Yeah. Awesome. All right, man. We'll see you guys. I'll see you.